<laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's yours truly. We are back again with another great edition of Five Things to Know About, hosted by AP Entertainment. And before we get rolling with this week's guest, I would like to make a special shout out to everybody who has continually supported this new project that we've been working on. We're getting a little bit more confident with all our fun that we've been having with promoting our wonderful local businesses in this area, the wonderful events that go on, and to try to help use our reach to get everybody else to hear about what is out there. So again, thank you so much for supporting us for supporting our great local business friends from all around the area and these great events that they have to uh, talk about. And again, a special thanks to everybody who has subscribed on all the different podcast platforms from Apple, Spotify, Google, and all sorts of them that you're available to get us on. That's really, really cool to see. We can't tell how many are on each, but we have a basis of what's there we have almost 300 subscribers so that is very flattering after only a couple weeks we really appreciate it and of course we really appreciate hearing what you like what we can improve and we are so excited to introduce some new microphones i know it doesn't sound like much to you but it is really really cool to get new toys for a dj to get a brand new microphone uh, things that all these podcasters like joe rogan and john taffer all use so we're very excited to do that but enough about me this week's guest it is five things to know about the american cancer society a very special podcast episode with our wonderful friend, the Community Development Manager, Catherine Fawnen. We're going to talk a little bit about the fundraising options that a wonderful cause is going on with, and of course, what you can do and what's coming up. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with our friend Catherine here right after this. All right. Hey, what is up, everybody? We are back with another great edition of Five Things to Know About. And our wonderful guest today is our friend, Catherine Fawnen, the Community Development Manager from the American Cancer Society. Catherine, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being a part of this project. Thank we you. appreciate it. Uh, we won't tell you how much, we won't tell everybody listening how many different things we had to do, but <laughs> Catherine's been a great sport. And uh, as we've been practicing and getting better with this podcast, with recording, really proud of it. So we have brand new equipment. Uh, after just a few weeks, we're like, yep, let's rock and roll. So as you know, you're a trivia veteran. Yes. We're going to give you five trivia questions and we're going to see how well you do. So we are going to get started off. I'm not going to give you a musical clue, not going to give you a musical clue, but we are going to get started with the first one. And the question is the American Cancer Society was founded in 1913 in New York City. It was founded by five businessmen and ten different what? They were ten. They were 
doctors and scientists. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Physicians, doctors, (laughs) scientists. Absolutely. Very good. Good start. One for one. So tell me a little bit about what brought you to the American Cancer Society. I know you've done a lot of community work over the years since I've known you. What brought you over to the American Cancer Society? Yeah. So I started with them three years ago. My three-year work anniversary is actually next month. Perfect timing. I know. Very convenient. Um, So I had just finished grad school. I went to Sam's University. I had moved back home, finishing school. I was looking for my first, you know, adult job, mm-hmm. getting my footing in, having a real professional career. And I found the posting online for this job with the Cancer Society. And what I liked about it, what drew me to it, obviously, was the cause and the mission of them. Because mm-hmm. I, I like everybody else in the world, you can't find someone who doesn't have a connection to cancer. Absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I felt for them in that way. But then I also loved the idea of being able to work in the community and doing these events. And I love, mm-hmm. I love event planning and sure. hosting events and sure. stuff like that. So I got to work with Broomkin, Tioga County and Binghamton University. I got to work back with them. Get out of here. Fun. And then all these other communities in the Southern tier. So I love that aspect of it. That's great. And now correct me if I'm wrong, I know you and your family have a connection to Binghamton University, yes. right? Uh, how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, all three of my sisters and I graduated from there. Um, master's degrees and one of undergrad. My dad works there. My mom used to work there. We all used to work there. Now, actually, I didn't know that about your mother. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So that was great to go back and work there. That must have been pretty neat to uh, mm-hmm. to come back with, uh, you know, your first uh, with a job such mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, the American Cancer Society mm-hmm. to come back to BU. Yeah. And I still work with them, too. They're still one of my events, and I love them so much. Very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, we talked about the personal connection. Was there uh, – and, you know, the connection, how everybody, everybody has some sort of connection to – uh, a family member, a friend, a loved one who has gone through something with cancer. Is that the biggest thing that brought you to the American Cancer Society? Was that kind of something where, hey, that's that's mm-hmm. the direction I want to go? Yeah, it was probably, probably like half and half or one mm-hmm. followed the other. It was, you know, who doesn't want to work for an organization like this and, sure. you know, fighting this kind of cause. And then not only can I do that and work with the pursue their mission, but I can do it in my own community. That's cool. So it was a little bit of both. And I was like, this is kind of an overhanger. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you, I know uh, personally I've done stuff with the American Cancer Society over the years. And uh, I know the last few years, it's been really great having you as a contact with, (laughs) uh, with such a good organization. So that's definitely, definitely a plus for them, for this community. I know as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. So now we are going to move to question number two now. You're one for one. No pressure. I told you. We ch- I told you we traded some stuff up here to try to trick you. I'm so anxious. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, st- nobody's gotten five for five. We just did our very first, uh, our very first podcast related question last night at trivia. Ooh. So eventually, once people start less, people start keeping the subscribe. Yeah. We're gonna do all these questions. Yeah. At trivia. So, so pay, attention, to me right pay attention, pay attention. People need to. So we are going to go to question number two and tell me in Washington, Gordon Klatt organized the first ever relay for life. He was actually a marathon runner, but tell me what year did this happen in? 1985. Very good. Very good. <laughs> two for two. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, Relay for Life. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people know of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, when I first heard about it, I always thought it was a big 24-hour long thing. But there's been changes over the years. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Relay for Life is the signature event for the mm-hmm. American Cancer Society. It's the one that most people know and the one that raises the most money. And it, some communities still do the 24-hour thing where they're camping out overnight, 
but we've kind of found as years have gone on, people just aren't that interested in doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just people's lives have been the way, their sure. kids, this and that. So we've been shortening it down and down. So they can be from anywhere from six to 12 hours long. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet spot right now is six to 12. Okay. That people are more comfortable with. But I never knew that. I always thought like for, like I said, a long time, mm-hmm. I've always was under the assumption it was 24 hours. Yeah. There's a, some of the big heavy hitters, like the top ones in the country are still those, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, we just kind of, we do a pulse check on the community and what the committees want. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like 12 is more appropriate, then we go to 12 and then kind of regroup the next year and see what, they like to do. Very cool. Very cool. Now, is that one of your biggest responsibilities as community development manager? You go to, um, you know, location A and you help them plan their relay and then location B helps. Is that is that one of the major responsibilities that you have? Yes. Okay. So I, I work, just me, I work with four colleges and their relays and I'm their sole staff partner. Wow. I've also started, I've had some change in events recently just with things that had to change organizationally. Sure. So I work with those colleges, and then I also have events in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. Wow, that far? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, our team stretches across PA in New York. Wow, okay. So I work with partners on that, and I have two breast cancer walks, and uh-huh. then the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Very cool. Now, Real Men Wear Pink, uh, rumor has it, that's in October, yeah. right? So I know I'll be a part yeah. of that. That'll I'm be so fun. Excited. That'll be fun. I can You can get the commitment right here that I'll yeah. be a part of the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Um, but I, I always like pink growing up as a, you know, Brett, the Hitman hard to wrestler and stuff like that, you know, what have you, but so t- <laughs> tell me a little bit more about the relays. Now you talked about different locations with Lehigh Valley, different colleges. What colleges do you uh, work with besides being with the university? Currently it's them, Cornell university, Lehigh university mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And I also just acquired Penn state university. Wow. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, so they're some of the biggest. That's like in um, the East Coast, probably, mm-hmm. probably around the country. I would assume it's some of the biggest stuff. Yeah, and Binghamton's up there too. With really, the biggest, some of the biggest college doors, Yeah. So tell me more about uh, tell me more about that when it comes to the relays. With you talked about the different college locations. What about locally? About mm-hmm. the local locations besides Binghamton University? You talked mm-hmm. about the um, uh, the event in October for the breast cancer walk mm-hmm. and things like that. Tell me more about that. Locally, there are relays all over the southern tier. Um, What's going to happen with them this year is kind of TBD, obviously, mm-hmm. but we have the one in Vestal that's the really like the Broome, Tioga counties, mm-hmm. Otsego, Shenango, Delaware, um, all through that. And then you go into the Corning, Elmira area. There's sure. a couple out that way too. Right. Okay. And I've worked with the Eastern New York ones. Sure. Yeah. Now, what about locally, as far as we're talking in Vestal right now, mm-hmm. um, is what would you say is maybe the biggest local? fundraiser is it the the one that's taken place in at salmon field over the years the biggest local one is actually the making strides against breast cancer really the october one okay so i guess i never i guess i never really considered that a relay so that's uh they it's 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 an american cancer society yes yes it is and so it's its own different camp okay and relay pink and purple sure the two different colors everything but that's for sure our biggest local event now pink and purple tell me a little bit more about that i know with the pink yeah. or with the with the breast cancer with yeah. the pink but purple, talk about purple purple is really is purple because the purple ribbon is all cancers encompassing okay so i think it's also there's another kind of cancer it is but the purple represents all cancers so sure really for life isn't a specific cancer awareness okay it's just for everything so that's okay why, that's why a lot of people really love relay because it's not exclusive mm-hmm. to anything and that's why they connect with it oh that's awesome i didn't know that mm-hmm. now 
uh, sticking more with the local area with the relays and things like that. What has there been anything that really stood out to the fundraising efforts that maybe, oh, this was really original. This was a big success because anybody who donates, you know, a dollar is Mm -hmm. is appreciative. Mm -hmm. But has there been anything with the originality or just some sort of plan that's really stood out in your uh, last few years to you? Yes. One of my favorites was uh, the chair for the Otsego County event. She used her Cricut, the crafting machine. Okay. And she used it to sell Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. And it was so, you know, she had the materials at home. She was great at it. Mm -hmm. But she made thousands of dollars off selling these Christmas ornaments. Sure. People love the cause and they love the ornaments. And Mm -hmm. it was, I... So I was like, what a good way to use your talents and what you have at home. That's so cool. Stuff for people. I was, that was, I love that. Just a simple thing like that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the podcast, something to know about yours truly, AP Entertainment. Well, we've talked to you about our love of all sorts of different sports we've talked to you about how we can't stand peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or spiders but we're going to tell you that we have an immensely large head if people look at us when look at us as i say the royal us you know look at me when you see me if you look at me straight forward you can't tell i have a really big noggin if I turn to the side and you ever look at my profile, I have a really, really large head. When I was younger, I would play baseball and I'd run to the base and try to slide. I used to think I was really fast when I was younger, but, um, you know, that's here nor there. And the helmet would always fly off my head because I couldn't get the helmet to get on my head uh, because it was so huge. So anyhow, fast forward, years later, I could never find a good fitted hat. My fitted hat size is nine and a half. So if anybody comes across a nine and a half, shoot it my way. My father, of all people, happened to do some research and found a website called BigHeadCaps.com. There's a free promotion for BigHeadCaps.com. And if you go there, it has hats for large heads. Everything from bucket hats, from college hats, all sorts of things. So for about 10 years, I had a Texas Longhorn hat on just because it matched with a lot of clothes. I don't really have any uh, affiliation to the Texas Longhorns, but... I've always wanted to have good hats. Later on, we had family members who found a uh, who found a 49ers hat for me in the New York City. Just randomly, I randomly saw in a sporting goods store a Titleist hat, and then I bought an extra one. And it was, you know, I didn't try it on enough. It was still too small. But I even wanted to order a really good golf hat. And I had to get them all custom made. I had to get 30 golf hats to be ordered because nobody has a nine and a half size head. You'd think there'd be more, but anyhow, if you ever find a really big head uh, hat store, send them my way. All right, we are two for two. No pressure. Nobody's been perfect yet. So uh, 
basically I, I got to get some sort of big celebration when the first person gets perfect. Yeah, so really I don't know. I got to figure something out because I, I wasn't prepared for, prepared for that, but I know I got to do it. But now we're on to question number three. Question number three, I want to ask you a little bit about fundraising. The first ever team to hit a major fundraising goal for Relay for Life was a team called the Rosebud Miners. The Rosebud Miners was the first ever team to raise a million dollars, a million bucks. Do you know where the Rosebud Miners were from? <laughs> it's a small state. It's it's, it's, a, it's like surprising. It's not. It, it's in the. U, they're in the U.S. and I'm not, and I. You don't have to tell me they're from like, uh, you know, Vestal, New York. They're right. not. Uh, but it's all I want is the state. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Arkansas. No, you're actually close. <laughs> if you go, if you go up a little bit, they're actually from Illinois. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that was a tough one. I, I plan to get everybody eventually, but so, you know, we talk about, <laughs> we talk about, you know, fundraising milestones, how that was a million bucks um, by just an individual team. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. But a lot of teams, uh, as you said, and I've read, I've done in my research have done some pretty big, um, you know, fundraising milestones. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, some local milestones that you may remember. I mean, you talked about how um, the woman would make Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about uh, maybe some local team milestones that you may know off the top of your head. Yes, and that's that same woman and her team for that event out in Otsego County. They, two years ago when they could do the event normally, yeah, mm -hmm. two years ago already, they raised over $30,000. Wow. Their team. In just Otsego County. Yeah, and their event, is like fifty to sixty thousand total. So just their team is raising fifty percent. That's incredible. They're amazing. They are some of like good the for them. Hardest workers with that. Now Otsego County. I mean, I'm not really good to. I have to use Google Maps mm -hmm. and Apple Maps and stuff. Otsego County is that up near? What is that? Where's that up near? Is oh, that yeah. okay? So uh, it's up. Cooperstown. So it's it's up that way. Yeah. Okay, get out of here mm -hmm. and not even Binghamton and the smaller Oneonta and stuff. Yeah. Wow, they're, that's they're great. That's pretty incredible. Now, how about is there anything individually that maybe sticks out in your minds besides uh, besides doing things like Christmas ornaments and things? For fundraising? Yeah, yeah, for fundraising. Anything that, may, you know, I know I'm putting you a little bit on yeah. the spot, but is there anything that you know, maybe maybe not yourself, but just in general? Do you know mm -hmm. of any stories where people have taken a creative idea mm -hmm. for fundraising okay. and have done well? People get so, so clever with it. Mm -hmm. There's one of my coworkers was just doing, it was for Easter, she called it Egg My House. Egg My House. Yeah, I mean, it was that they're not obviously egging the house, but it was that they were getting, for Easter, they were going to go in and to set up an Easter egg hunt mm -hmm. in their yard. So it was all socially distanced. They can they pay X amount of dollars for these people to come to sure. an Easter egg hunt and their kids can go enjoy it. All the candies involved in it. And I thought that was so clever. That's you know, really whatever. cool. And you pay and whatever they pay goes for yeah, a don that's, that's, that's the donation. donation. Mm -hmm. That's pretty original. Yeah. That's really people original. Are, people get funny. They do the, um, <laughs> the toilet. Have you seen that fundraiser? No, or, what do you mean the toilet? They'll get a toilet donated and sometimes they'll paint it purple for relay. Okay. And they put it in someone's front yard. And really? And have to pay money to get it out of their yard. <laughs> and oh, really? Else's, so it just keeps going around. It just keeps around. going around. You pay yeah. X amount of dollars to get it out yeah, of your so front you yard. To the event that is so funny. No freaking way. Keep seeing this purple toilet in people's yards, and you're like, "What the heck's that for?" It's almost a, it's a conversation starter yeah. where people are like, 
hey, what's this? Mm-hmm. And then if somebody knows, you say, hey, this is fundraising mm-hmm. for the American Cancer Society. Oh. That is so cool. I've never heard of the purple yeah, that, toilet. That is that stuff that, do you ever see that go around here, the purple toilet? Or is that more of like larger markets? I haven't seen it here. I, they actually did it in, I believe, in Cortland. Really? Yeah. <laughs> ah, that is I, so I funny. There's no fundraiser that's too crazy for you to mm-hmm. think of or do. Like nothing is too outside the box. Sure. Like, you to raise money. And you're going to be nothing dangerous. Then right. Do it. Yeah. Nothing dangerous. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, Johnny Knoxville or something right. like that. Right. Uh, that's funny. So, you know, it's talking a little bit more about the fundraising and things like that. Um, you, I want to jump back to the real men wear pink mm-hmm. campaign that's in the fall. Tell me about, tell me a little bit about that. How guys in the community will wear pink. How does that fun uh, fundraise? If I just put on a pink shirt, what's the, what's like the, object of that yep so the wearing pink all month long is for the awareness piece and it's so that people will say okay after day five why are you wearing pink every day Mm -hmm. and then they ask you about it and then hopefully that person might want to donate to your campaign sure but then we also ask we have the men just use whatever is at their disposal in their network in their job to raise for their campaign so an example my sister-in-law's husband pat dickerson with mountaintop Mm -hmm. is doing it um and he's going to have the first clam bake is an open bake and ticket sales portion comes back to his campaign and we're getting um, wine glasses with the logo on them. That's cool. So now using your own network for the right. That's cool. Yeah. See, I will, uh, we'll give a little bit of a sneak preview. Pat <laughs> is going to come on the Pat is coming on our podcast and we actually talked about that. So I did not know about that until he brought it up. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty original. I know with, uh, you know, a place like mountaintop who does clam bakes mm-hmm. or, or, or any place like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have some fun and do that, do yeah. that with you and the company for that this, uh, you know, yeah. this fall. The pink so, so fun. yeah, it's always very gimmicky and right. Love. Right. Yeah, I think you can turn pink. We love right. turning pink. And the, you know, everybody knows I like a good gimmick, you know? <laughs> so we are going to move on. I got you on one. Yeah, I was impressed. No. I got you on one. I thought I could, I thought I would, uh, you know, slip that one there, but we're going to go to question number four now. Question number four, we're going to talk about in 2020. Everybody knows 2020 was different. Uh, Everybody knows it's starting to get back to normal. But in 2020, the American Cancer Society launched a series of charity online streams that feature professional gaming live streamers. What was that called? That was Gamers vs. Cancer. That is 100% right. (laughs) I've never heard about that. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Tell me about Gamers vs. Cancer. Yeah, so that is... That whole idea was kind of the brainchild of one of my colleagues in Pennsylvania. Really? So it wasn't somebody in like uh, out west or something. Somebody you worked with. Get out of here! He started. It was a really great way to because it's it's a thing passion thing for him. Sure. And so he loves that world. And but it was a really great way to engage people virtually during the time when everything had to be virtual, and it wasn't just you know watch this video right it was do something fun like right. that you love and they did um before the big one they also he did a college streaming tournament uh-huh. so we went to colleges and their esports teams and they did their own tournament there that was fundraising too get out of here so it was really fun now what would they uh, tell me a little bit of how would they how would they do that if would somebody play oh gosh i don't know madden would mm-hmm. somebody play madden and say okay hey team a if if team a wins this game we're gonna donate twenty dollars to them or something like that yeah, how yeah. about would they organize the actual fundraising with the gaming they do it on a specific platform if you do go to gamers versus cancer and mm-hmm. you can click to join they use a specific platform 
don't remember what it's called. Sure. But they have, AZS has their own one that they do. And then the person, the team, they live stream themselves playing. And then they just ask for donations from anyone that's watching them. Get out of here. A lot of these big gamers, they, you know, like that on Twitch. And sure, Twitch is what I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That will donate to them. So instead they ask to donate to the campaign. God, I'll tell you, I, I mean, I grew up playing video games. I, I couldn't even tell you where how i mean all these guys got to be professional gamers yeah. probably mm -hmm. but oh that is so cool that's really original and yeah. even cooler that it's somebody who you actually work directly yeah. with yeah it was that is so cool very clever way to switch the yeah. mindset to all digital now tell me a little bit more about different unique fundraising ideas that uh, you know we talked about teams and things mm -hmm. like that but maybe about how the american cancer society has come up with it is there anything other then gamers versus cancer, um, you know, because a lot of people know about Relay. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of gamers versus cancer, tell me about something else unique that uh, American Cancer Society has done for fundraising. Yeah, so we tried last year, and we're still we're looking more into leaning more into it this year too. The campaigns versus events. So obviously, we're going to still have events because that's what we do. Sure, that's what we do best. And but we want to lean more into campaigns that can be done anywhere at anyone's own comfort level do mm -hmm. real fundraisers however so there's the gamers the real men were pink a newer one we have is called researchers spelled like researchers but research hers okay and so it's campaign that you people are ambassadors for the campaign and they raise money and all of the money donated goes to female funded acs researchers oh very cool so that, that one's all about you know supporting women sure sure Oh, that's awesome. A fun one. Get out of here. Now, is that is that a somewhat newer one, just like Gamers vs. Yes. Vs. Cancer? Okay. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Now, another thing that I happened to look uh, in my research is I found the Great American Smokeout, mm -hmm. and that was something American Cancer Society is involved with. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. The Great American Smokeout is a college. Mm -hmm. the, what they used to be called Colleges Against Cancer. It's now ACS on campus is their mm -hmm. club name. So there's these clubs on campus host the Great American Smokeout. It's always the third weekend in November. Okay. And it's for smoking cessation. Okay. So they're trying to target. It's that's kind of the target audience of that age group where it's you're could be about to start start smoking. Don't want to try and get them to stop. Sure, of course. Cessation. So they do. I know they've done it at um, Binghamton in the past, mm -hmm. where they work with the peer the health peer educators on campus as well. Okay. And they've handed out little smoking cessation kits with you know bubble gum and the the bubble wrap stuff that you can pop sure, just sure. Like for fidgets kind of stuff. And sure. one year they did, they got a, cold, a frozen turkey donated. And a frozen they, turkey? And they did um cold turkey bowling. Sure. Where you put pins up and you got to roll the frozen turkey down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> They're pretty clever. Oh, get out of here. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, we're talking about all these different unique fundraising ideas and things like that, that teams mm -hmm. and the American Cancer Society uh, themselves come mm -hmm. up with. Um with the money raised tell me about how that goes to different research and mm -hmm. things like that yeah so the money raised goes to like you said research yeah the american cancer society is aside from the federal government the larger the country's largest funder of cancer research wow so you know it's it, since its inception there has been almost five billion dollars invested into research grants and, that's incredible yeah wow so that's the big thing that i really love about the American sure cancer society, but then it also Money also goes to access to care and our programs and services, but a lot of them right now are unfortunately on pause just because mm -hmm. it's not safe to sure. be doing them with cancer patients who are yeah. the most immunocompromised. But right. we have the Hope Lodges and Hotel Partners. So the Hope Lodges are the 
there's a couple of them around the country that they can go to and stay for free mm-hmm. when they're receiving their cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. So their families can stay for every, they get their meals. Every wow. While they're getting it. Our closest are, there's one in Rochester, New York City, and Philadelphia. Are okay. The closest to here. Oh, that's really incredible. Yeah. So donations wow. help keep those up and running the rides of treatment mm-hmm. that we offered. Not right now, but hopefully we're looking to get them back up soon. Sure, sure. Um, just the volunteers that do that funding those programs. So that's really cool. I I would never I would never know of all all that things and stuff like that. Um, oh, that's incredible. Okay, we have reached our fifth question. You almost <laughs> ran the table. You got three of the first four. Nobody's still perfect yet. But as a trivia veteran, without giving you musical clues, I'm pretty impressed, my friend, that you've you've gotten that I couldn't stump you more. But you got them all. You You got them all. So musical clues are my pride. So I'm really most of the time it's tough. One of these days I'll learn how to add music where I could do this. But um, but uh, this is a this is pretty good without doing musical clues. So the fifth and final question. I always like to add something about where I may have a relationship with a guest and stuff. And we talk about how um, I've worked uh, events with your family mm-hmm. or events with you and your husband and things like that. And how you guys come to trivia. I want to talk to you about your dogs. <laughs> and a lot of people who have come to trivia have met Dwight and have met Dwight's buddy Murphy and has met, uh, you know, Paulo and things mm-hmm. like that. So, they always come out and they always try to kick everybody's butt if they're not distracted by French fries. Right. So well. that's, uh, I guess I shouldn't say that. That's any trivia teams who are out, at, uh, out on Thursdays can maybe distract that team with French fries. <laughs> but I want to ask you a little bit about your dogs. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what is a dog's most highly developed sense? Of course, all five of them, mm-hmm. you know, like we all have. What's the dog's most highly developed sense? Yeah has to be their noses. That's 100% right. Their smell. So that's impressive. Four for five. Four for five. That was really good. That's the highest score we've had. But tell me a little bit about your dogs. I know uh, I know that's a big passion, a big passion of yours. You yes. have the three dogs. Tell me a little, tell me a little bit about them. I'm the crazy dog lady. <laughs> oh, no, I have three. They're yep. 10 three and one years old so yeah. they're pretty far spread apart but and Dwight, Dwight's the old man yes Dwight just turned 10 uh, my grumpy old grandpa outstanding yes outstanding he's the one he's the trivia famous one sure every week sure people like will come up to him and say oh hi Dwight right and then say hi to us right right like, oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah so. you know you know Dwight knows he made it when they come and see sees Dwight yes. and his friend Murphy first before yeah. they see your team he's such so. a, <laughs> he's the mayor comes in and he goes over to the side of the bar sure the opening is so the girls behind the bar always give him a treat yeah you know, he waits for that, he knows that it's <laughs> right so he's wonderful that's great now tell us about the two younger dogs yes apollo is the three-year-old <laughs> got him when we moved into an apartment and mm-hmm. we were allowed to have dogs and i said to matt what do you think we're getting our dog <laughs> good with that and we picked him up like a month later right right <laughs> but he's but he's made a couple trivia appearances yep but he's a little neurotic, and that's kind of his worst nightmare. Of yeah, situation. yeah. <laughs> so I think he got mad at one of my trivia questions. Then he just, you know, <laughs> yeah, what have you? Know you. What? This is but not yeah. Leaving, so. And and how about the baby? Baby Remy. Yeah. I think I only brought her once to trivia. Yeah. But she's just too young and too much. So. Sure. Eventually <laughs> she'll get going. But yes, we just got her. We got her last year. It was a total quarantine puppy. But yeah, we had just gotten our yard fenced in, and again, I said to <laughs> What if we get another dog? Right. Right. From home. So right. I have the time for them. Right. So then again, a month later, we're going to take care of That's outstanding. Those That's outstanding. Babies. Now, where do you get to the, had you, have you gotten all your dogs from the same 
the same place? Yeah, the uh, Apollo and Rami both came from a shelter called Safe at Last, okay. which is also in Nazio County, ironically. Oh, get out of here. It's uh, two women run it, but they're like a network of fosters. So they don't have a physical shelter, but so mm-hmm. all the dogs live in their homes. Um, but we got two, our two dogs from there. My parents got their two dogs from there. Really? So we're all about them. We That's outstanding. Our, our pets now. And Dwight was actually, believe it or not, Matt got Dwight for free 10 years ago when a friend of a friend dog had a litter of puppies and said do you want one of these dogs and matt took <laughs> so wait a second matt was dwight was matt's dog yes, before yes. i don't think i ever knew that it, it's shocking wow so much i don't think i ever knew yeah. that for five wow. years I, I, matt and i've been together for like sure five years and sure dwight was already an adult but he was like bye dad get out of here yeah <laughs> dwight's out all the time that's really cool yep. that's actually something i didn't know i didn't I know that, that someone gave up i dwight for free. dwight's a riot i'll tell you him and him and murphy are two peas in the pod and they haven't won trivia yet but i think they're getting close they get distracted people know their weakness with the fries on the floor and stuff like that but so well on that note my friend Catherine, the community development manager from american cancer society thank you for coming on this great project it really means a lot that you joined us and uh we're excited to have the event starting to come back uh come back soon tell us what's the what's the most um you know, the sooner, the most upcoming event, yeah. the closest event before we uh, sure. say goodnight. The soonest one in person coming up is the Breast Cancer Walk in October. Okay. That we have the green light to start planning Excellent. as safely as possible and everything. Right. So I'm so excited because it's really been, events are what we do all summer. Absolutely. Long. And not being able to do any of it was so sad and missing sure. on all of that. So very, very excited to bring that back and that's excellent. Coming back with a party. Excellent. So that's in October. And yeah. then hopefully other things will start coming up yeah. as as they go in the summer. Yeah. And then I figure next year is next year everybody feels is pretty much all systems go. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. excellent. Next summer I'm gonna look out for everything. Excellent. Well, <laughs> again, Catherine, my friend, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Hey, a big thank you to Catherine Fawn and our wonderful friend from the American Cancer Society. She is the community development manager for joining us on this week's podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And, you know, that's something we wanted to make sure everybody is aware of what the good is going on. And, you know, you can see all sorts of different fundraisers and things like that. But a place like the American Cancer Society really steps up. And we're excited to participate in the Real Men Wear Pink um, campaign this coming fall. And there's all sorts of different ways where you can help contribute or even get a team. So make sure you stay on top of that and take a listen. But without any further ado, we thank you all once again for joining us. We will be back here next week, but stay tuned. We're dropping this on Friday, April 30th. We very well may drop a surprise early episode next week. So watch your feeds. You never know when you see something from us. Take care, everybody.